From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 308, for the week of June 26, 2014. The Disney Plug Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan a perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I'm your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by our Disneyland team. Nancy Johnson, Mary Jo Mulata-Willie, Michael Bowling, and Tony Spatel. In this week's show I have a review of the Annabella Hotel. And Michael talks about a recent presentation at the Walt Disney Family Museum focusing on Lady and the Tramp. All that plus this week's news, roundtable rapid fire, and our Diz Sports Threat of the Week on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone. Hola. Hey, hello. hey there. Hi there. Ho there. So, Tony was traveling last, last week. You did, we didn't talk about it, but Tony was traveling last week. This week, Nancy's traveling. How are yep. things in St. Louis? Is that Absolutely wonderful. And Good. boy, howdy, do... I can hardly wait till we talk about zoos, um, like the LA Zoo and the San Diego Zoo and comparisoning things because I can totally see now, I mean, I've always knew that, known this, but St. Louis Zoo really is the number one zoo in the country. And, it, and it's free. Wow, wait and a second. And it's free. No, it has actually been voted number one zoo in the country by Parenting Magazine and one other. Oh. That's so hard to believe that it's and one other. Yeah. No, I mean like it actually. Vegas, how everything's got the It actually one was voted in, by the Zoological <laughs> Association as being the top zoo in the country a few years ago, and it, it, gets, it is a pretty good zoo. It is an amazing zoo, and it is free. I do like free. I like free. It's, no. This is free above and beyond free. It, it, you pay for like what one or two exhibits, and, and the above train and beyond free. They would pay you. Do they actually pay you to come in? <laughs> That's my kind of zoo. Is the word comparisoning a St. Louis Thank term? You. <laughs> Thank you for mentioning that. Hey, man, but let it go. You know, when I went to the Natural History Museum, um, or I should say the Missouri History Museum, uh, yesterday, <laughs> she is. The they actually had a book, yeah, an entire book on St. Louisisms. St. Louisisms. Is that only St. Louisans can understand? <laughs> I, I think you have a new entry. But, you know, considering we we ing a lot of things in this universe and comparisoning <laughs> is a, is directly transferring a noun into a verb. No, it's, Just like a lot no, of other making things. Making a verb to a noun. Blogging. To another Blogging. Verb. Noun to verb. No, no, no. It would be comparing. Podcasting. Noun to Nancy-ing. verb. Okay. Um. <laughs> I'm just saying. Two things we do. Podcasting Does blogging. anyone have Just a quick one. Go ahead, Major. Um, just a quick uh, update on refurbishments. Peter Pan is going to be closing down at the end of July for a mm-hmm. week. So yeah. July 21st through the 24th, Peter Pan's flight will be that's closed. So. But other than that, the summer looks pretty clear other than Nemo, so that's kind of good. That is good. It's, spring was kind of rough on a lot of, our, of the Disneyland's guests. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Nemo is a big job, though. That's going to take a while with all the redoing the color. Yeah, but and the glass. But, well, it's going to take a while because they just now started on it. Really? I know. Yeah, yeah. I okay. think it sort of adds to the rumor that part of the reason they closed it down was to save on it, uh, operating expenses. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I hadn't surprised. heard that one, yeah. but it makes sense. Yeah. 
Um, one one thing that we're seeing on the boards now is that the fast pass for Raider Springs Racers is changing. Uh, used to be you could get a Raider Springs Racers fast pass and then get another fast pass right away because the times for racers were so far out in the middle of the day everybody was having to wait two hours for a fast pass. Well, now the fast pass at Raider Springs Racers is integrated with all the other fast passes, so normal rules apply. So if you get a fast pass for Raider Springs Racers at 8 o'clock in the morning, you have to wait two hours to get a fast pass, unless your time is sooner than sooner than the two hours. So that's going to change a lot of um, spreadsheet planning for a lot of guests going to California Adventure this summer. I think so. Yeah. Um, any other housekeeping? I have one. Go ahead, Michael. Um, well, earlier this year, I reported on the Presidio Trust rejecting George Lucas's proposal to open he a museum. Just, he just can't find a home, can he? No. Well, San Francisco's not making it easy. So yeah, he wanted to. They open, don't make it easy for anything. He wanted to open a museum on Park Land at the base of San Francisco's Golden Gate Bridge. But then the Presidio Trust offered him another location near the home of Lucasfilm's special effects game unit and corporate offices. Lucas is considering that offer and an offer from (laughs) Chicago for a site near Soldier Field. Chicago is considered a front runner in part because Lucas is married to a Chicago businesswoman, Melody Hobson. Now Los Angeles has jumped in and is reportedly making an offer to Lucas for a museum site. But San Francisco Mayor Edwin Lee is now offering George Lucas a spot on the city's scenic waterfront for the future home of the Star Wars creator's lifetime collection of art and movie memorabilia. Um, Lee proposes building the Lucas Cultural Arts Museum on a 2.3-acre site known as Seawall Lot 330, across from Piers 30 (laughs) through 32, which is owned by the Port of San Francisco and is situated along the Embarcadero, south of the Bay Bridge, and north of the AT&T Park Stadium. Um, the city has hung banners um, along the proposed area, encouraging George Lucas to accept their proposal. And Lucas wants to build a museum to showcase his collection of popular art, including illustrations by Norman Rockwell, Maxfield Parrish, N.C. Wyeth, as well as works by Lucas's visual effects company, Industrial Lights and Magic, and other companies. So this, there's probably going to be a lot of sequels to this story, just as there was to Star Wars. I've, I've heard Modesto also mentioned. Modesto? Modesto. That's where he's from, and that's where uh, American Graffiti is based. Yeah, but nobody goes there. Wait, American Graffiti is based on... And that's kind of the point, that all these other cities have other things going on. That would be the only thing to go to there. Whereas if you put it in L.A. or San Francisco, people are going to go all over the place and maybe go to Lucas. Mm -hmm. If they're in Modesto, they're definitely going to go to the Lucas Museum. Oh, it's an interesting thought. <laughs> if they're in Modesto, that's a big exactly. if. <laughs> yeah, passing through on the way to Fresno. <laughs> yeah, but that would be that would that would no. Well, I mean, you would totally bypass Fresno on your way to Yosemite. That I mean, I would have I wouldn't even mention Fresno. No, I know. I'm just. But making a joke. So was I. Okay, <laughs> I missed totally missed it. Because somebody important uh, lives in Fresno. So anyway, never mind. Yes. Oh, really? Who? 
I'm not sure. I don't know. Some dorky Alan, guy. Alan Autry. Andrew Sutton. Andrew Sutton lives in Fresno. Alan Autry from In the Heat of the Night. Um, Pointed nose. <laughs> don't forget about Podcast Cruise 5.0. Meet us, because we're famous. <laughs> November 30th. In our list. <laughs> 2014 on the Disney Magic. It's a Western Caribbean cruise. Seven night. The whole team's going. Uh, I'm so excited. Yep. And speaking of the whole team going, we are all going on the Royal Caribbean Alaska cruise with the Diz and Dreams Unlimited Travel on June 12th of 2015. That is also a seven night on the Jewel of the Seas, the Royal Caribbean Jewel of the Seas. Um, a lot of friends are booking that cruise. Yeah, you are. You are pulling out the stops with those divas aren't you well nancy always busts me for this but i it was really stacy she started a, a thread mm-hmm. and and Stacey's you know that's awesome. the thing of, yep and that's the thing about friends you know the Diz and dreams unlimited they give us these opportunities to do fun things together and once people heard that more and more friends were joining it's it's kind of hard to beat especially since this is a mm-hmm. west coast cruise well, right. you know what I mean, over here. Right, 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 right. So it's easier for us to, to book it. So yeah. this is going to be an awesome, awesome experience. Yeah. Also, don't forget about our Arizona meet in Phoenix, uh, October 24th to the 26th. Still waiting on some details on that. Hopefully we'll have those soon for you. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at dlpodcast at wdwinfo.com. And you can find anything we, uh, links to anything we talk about, including those cruises, at www.disunplugged.com. Any other housekeeping? Um, no? Oh, oh send us no, a review okay. on iTunes. There you go. <laughs> Over Burn to Tony. Facebook. What did we say? Did you said that already, right? Yeah, I don't know what I said. Anyway, it, it's so, it's, it's anyway. Uh, oh, 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 oh. Um, oh, I know. Just, no, no, no. no That's good. Now, um, as some of you who are on my Facebook and my Twitter know, um, we are leaving here from St. Louis and heading down to Orlando this weekend. Um, in fact, by the time the show goes up, I will be driving and on the road. We are doing Universal this weekend, um, Saturday and Sunday, and then moving over to um, Disney. Um, I will be in the Magic Kingdom on Monday. So if anyone finds me in the park, I'll tweet and Facebook up. If anybody finds me in the park, I will have coveted Disneyland <laughs> Disunplugged Edition buttons. Nice. Um, so come find nice me. Um, or if you tweet me or, or you know, Facebook me and, and tag me in a post, um, I will tell you where I am. You can come get your Disunplugged Disneyland Edition button. You've nice. been warned. You've been warned. I just thought it would be a fun thing to do. So I have a little baggie of them. And for one lucky listener, I will have a Disunplug lanyard. Nice. All right, over to Tony with the news. The happiest place on earth was the sappiest place on earth, as in sapping a Disneyland cast member of wages, vacation, and other compensation, according to the ex-employee's complaint. Um, I don't think we've heard this one yet. I don't think we've heard um, this one. Yeah, Raquel Zorio is seeking less than $75,000 for himself in a desired jury trial in Los Angeles Superior Court. But if his legal team, Pasadena's Neil Fialco and James Cahill and Tarzana's Sahag, wow, these are hard names, Sahag Maz- M. We'll just leave it at that. I'm a teacher. Sahag M. Is successful in convincing other former Disney employees to join the class action. 
that could put Disney on the hook for $37.5 million. Yeah, I don't see this happening, but that's okay. Let's keep reading. The complaint seeks to cover more than 500 former non-exempt employees who worked at Disneyland, Disney's California Adventure, the Disneyland Hotel, Disney Grand Californian Hotel, Disney's Paradise Pier Hotel, and Downtown Disney from 2010 to 2014. Their participation is needed because the Disney legal team will otherwise most likely defeat a, a single plaintiff like Zorio, his complaint essentially claims. Zorio says he was hired in November 2011 by Disney Worldwide Services, the company's financial services arm, but was quickly transferred to Disneyland in Anaheim. When he left the company for reasons not specified in the complaint, he alleges he was denied unpaid wages and vacation pay in violation of the state labor code and normal business practices. All right. Exciting. Nobody has any comment. (laughs) I didn't know you were done. (laughs) Sorry. The end. (laughs) (laughs) Still nobody has any comment. So so the guy guy will settle for $75,000, but his legal team wants to make it a class action? Yeah, and then they're saying the the article was veering against Disney, just to let you know, but it was saying it would crush a lone plaintiff. So basically the complaint is, hey, I'm not going to get enough, or this isn't going to work unless we all get together and band together and try to beat the Goliath that Uh is Disney, and that's what it sounds like. So it'll be interesting, because I haven't heard much about it, so we'll see if it just gets settled. We can can get Jack Bergen to look at this and see if he knows anything. Yes. Okay, exciting. Exactly. Oh, there was a fire. That's it. That's all we're saying. There's a fire. It wasn't. It wasn't a big deal. They uh, they put it out, so it wasn't worth the whole story. <laughs> yeah. I was actually thinking of doing it for a rapid fire because it was a rapid fire. Yes, but I couldn't. So. Um, anyways, there you go. That's it. Oh, wait, really? That's that's bothering. Rapid fire pun bothers Nancy, but comparisoning <laughs> is okay. Just yeah, it's because I said it. Let's just be well, at least you were honest there. That's true. That's nice. Okay, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let it go because you were honest. If you're honest about that, then fine. All right. So, Walt Disney's Carrollwood Estate in Los Angeles's home Homeby Hills area has just been sold for seventy four million dollars, making it the fourth, making it the fourth most expensive house to be sold in the United States this year. Wow. Oh, Disney's home was originally listed in October 2012 for ninety million. The other pricey sales were a $147 million house in the Hamptons, a $120 million house in Greenwich, Connecticut, and a $102 million house in Los Angeles. The seller of the estate was investor Gabriel Brenner, co-owner of the Houston Dynamo Soccer Club, who bought the property from the Walt Disney Foundation in 1997 for $8.4 million. Ooh, nice capital profits. Yeah, ooh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> the Disney family had owned the estate since 1949. The identity of the buyer isn't known, though sources say it is someone from outside the United States. Mm. The home on the four-acre Carrollwood Estate is 35,000 square feet with eight bedrooms and 17 bathrooms. The real estate listing says the home has plastered veneered walls, crown molding, and statuary. And, okay, Nancy, help me out. Verde, J, Verde. Verdegree. No, Verda Jade marble flooring. Verda Jade? Green jade, yeah, that yeah, green jade. Yes, it's span. I don't know why we have Spanish. Well, it could be French. Verde, I'm thinking of salsa. Verde is French or or, or Italian, right? But or Spanish. Well, verdigris is copper. Is green copper? Yes, this says verde. Verde, verde jade. Jade. I've never heard Two of that. Two separate words. 
Okay, and it was in quotes, obviously. Okay, that green marble flooring. Occupants won't lack for recreation with a swimming pool, tennis court, putting green, custom movie room, and gym. The house also features two safe rooms. This is not the original home on the property. Brenner rebuilt the house in 2001. Okay, not as exciting anymore. One of the estate's most famous features is the S-shaped tunnel that Disney's 1-8 scale live steam miniature train ran through. The train enthusiasts had nearly a half mile of tracks built on the property and often had friends over come over to ride his Carrollwood Pacific Railroad. The end. <laughs> the original gates um, are also still there. Right. John Stamos hasn't bought those yet. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I thought he stubbed his toe in Orlando this week. John, that's a shame that it's uh, being purchased from somebody outside, though. Well, yeah, but maybe not. Maybe they're like the biggest Disney fan ever. Can't we have to? Can't be so quick to judge. I'm just saying. I had heard the person that had purchased it from Lillian, right, you know, right after she passed away. Uh, he was a Disney fan and wanted to maintain the house, but it was so old and supposedly there was asbestos. And so that yeah. was the reason for tearing it down and building the, the mansion that sits there now. That's the news. Thank you, Tony. Time for rapid fire. Let's start with Michael. All right. Well, there are a couple of new tours out there for um, Disney fans to take. One is the Disney California story. This is a new guided tour that will begin at Disney California Adventure on July 17th. The three-hour tour will tell the story of the early 1900s in California when Walt set out on an adventure of a lifetime to fulfill his dreams. Through storytelling of attractions and landmarks, guests will experience California as Walt once did, like riding Radiator Springs Racers, and learn about... And, and learn about figures who were influential in California history. Flick. <laughs> yes, really, and monsters. Um, Will the weather start getting rough on this tour? Stop it. The daily tour begins at 10 a.m. and includes, depending upon who you talk to, two or three attraction experiences and an exclusive look at the 1901 Lounge. Guests will also be given a collectible pin and a private lunch catered by Fiddler, Pfeiffer, and Practical Pig Cafe on Buena Vista Street. Check-in for the tour is located at the Chamber of Commerce near the park entrance. Tour prices per person are $109 for guests ages 3 and older. Cast members receive a 35% discount. On this tour, a 20% discount is offered to Disney Rewards, Visa, AAA card holders, Disney Vacation Club members, and Disneyland Resort annual pass holders. Separate theme park admission is required. Tours may be booked up to 30 days in advance by calling 714-781-TOUR or 714-781-8687. Same-day bookings may be available. Tours in languages other than English or in the one that Nancy speaks are available with advance <laughs> notes. I'm sorry. Nice. For, in, for information about Disneyland Resort guided tours, log on to Disneyland.com slash tours and a link will be in our show notes. 
another tour, and this could possibly be a day six tour, although I'm, it seems, it's a bit mysterious at the moment. This is offered by the Anaheim Visitor Center, and right mm-hmm. now it says coming soon, and it's called the Walt Tour. And I've, I've been trying Ooh, to contact someone to find you? out exactly when is this tour going to become available, but I haven't had anybody, um, get back to me as yet. Where is um, it going to be, Michael? Pardon me? Where is it going to be? Well, I'm going to tell you that. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, it's offered by the Anaheim Visitor Center. It's on their website. Uh, anyway, it's it says on the website, Southern California was the home to Walter Elias Disney for over 40 years. And so this Walt tour takes you to, and a small number of guests, up to seven, to places he worked, lived, and enjoyed with his family, friends, and co-workers. So some of the stops along the way, and I think some of these are more for photo opportunities, is Uncle Walt's barn. It was saved by demolitions. And this was Walt's first studio in Southern California. It was, uh, he basically rented out the garage from his uncle Robert. You'll get to go to the Walk of Fame in Hollywood and see Walt Disney star and other memorable places, including the Pentagious Theater. You'll get to go up to the Hollywood sign. And they say you'll get your closest view of the Hollywood sign. You'll get to go to Walt Disney Studios. And and it says, although we can't go inside yet, they do have a photo stop. Uh, you'll go to Riverside Drive to the merry-go-round at Griffith Park. And you'll um, get to sit where Walt sat as he watched his daughters ride this amazing piece of history. And uh, they say there's some photos of Walt there where he dreamt of a place where parents and children could play together. You will Actually, there's a whole exhibit there. There is a whole exhibit along the side of the carousel. And you'll get to see it. Yep. Um, lunch at the Tama Shanter. You'll get to see Walt's table and sit in the same room where he ate lunch almost every day. Lunch is included. Lunch, beverages, and server gratuity will be included for up to $30. This one is a little surprising to me. You get to go to the Disney Family Memorial to pay your respects to Walt and his family. And, um, and they have, you know, they have a photo in here of the Little Mermaid, you know, the, the mermaid statue that mm-hmm. is at Probably the, the same site. kind of photo we have on our site. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just surprised the tour would go, go to Forest Lawn? Go out there. Yeah, to, mm-hmm. to the site. Um, um, I'm not. Uh, you see small tour buses every now and then go through there. Um, you'll get to go to Walt Disney Concert Hall. And again, it's a photo stop. And then a walking tour of the Biltmore Hotel, Biltmore Hotel in Los Angeles, site of the Academy Awards, where Walt received some of his awards. Anyway, this tour, once it starts, will run daily. It's 10 hours hotel to hotel. Oh, they sucks. do pick up. It's a long tour. Um, they do pick up um from Anaheim Hotel pickups, approximately from 8.20 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. The return is typically around 6 p.m. They do return you to your hotel. They do not uh, um, ha- They do not want children under 12. So this is for adults 12 and up, and it is listed at $135. So we'll have a link to the site in our show notes. And as I learn more about this tour, I'll bring it up on you know, on future episodes. But uh, this could possibly, if it's good, you know, be a day six for Mm -hmm. people who want to see some of these sites and don't want to drive to them. How are they going to, 
I don't. Can they get to everything? That just seems like a lot in. Yeah, it does. One yeah, day. That's what I was thinking too with the traffic. Like I was exhausted listening. Like, <laughs> like where are you gonna get to? I just. It just seems like a lot. I mean, it's, it seems it sounds like an amazing tour. It just seems like a lot. I think that there's, I think that there's a lot where they're just driving past. You're not gonna. Yes. There's they're yeah. gonna be stopping because I do something similar and I've gone to all of these places. So the concert hall, you drive past it, right? That's in downtown. Yeah, it LA. says it's a photo stop, so they said we'll make a quick stop here, and I, I'm sure it's the same thing for the studios. They'll stop. They'll let you get out in the street corner. You take pictures from across the street because that's the only way you can get it into the frame, and then gone. Yeah. And then the the mer- the uh, merry-go-round is close to Tamashanter, mm-hmm. so that's not. And the Walt Disney Studios is also pretty close, and then. I can see them driving up to the Hollywood sign, although a lot of the residential areas are kind of trying to stop these tour buses from going up to them. Yeah. And so, but they can do that and then go to the to the Walk of Fame. So the Uncle Robert's Barn, the Merry-Go-Round, and Tamashanter are close. And the Disney Family yeah. Memorial is in the same area, right, Nancy? Yes. And then... It's only minutes from the TAM over to the cemetery. So, right. Yeah. So from from the D- Anaheim, I'm pretty sure they'd go to the Walt Disney Concert Hall first because that's downtown L.A. Then they'd head over to the Griffith Park area, which is the ones that we just named. And then Biltmore Hotel is also downtown. So Concert Hall, Biltmore Hotel are both downtown L.A. The Memorial, Tamashanter, Merry-Go-Round, and the Barn are close together. Walk of Fame, Hollywood, excuse me, Walk of Fame is, first you hit Hollywood side and then Walk of Fame, and then there's the Walt Disney Studios. So there's going to be a little bit of driving, but all they have to do is follow Nancy's route. Yeah, it's all in like seven (laughs) minutes. I'm glad you said that. I was thinking the exact same thing. (laughs) You mean the train to, the train to, where was it? Anaheim? Yellow line. Yeah, it's, so I, I can see them doing it. There is going to be a lot of stop and go but um that's really nice that they're offering these the opportunity to see these sites because a lot of people either don't have cars or they don't know how to get to them and that would take a lot of time okay well here you go awesome thank you michael uh i have a quick one um going on right now knott's Berry farm is having a special for annual pass holders to bring along a friend and you can, each pass holder can bring up to four people. They have to accompany them when they go there. And it's $35 a ticket for the discounts for the friends. These are um, good from June 23rd, which is right now. And it ends on June 29th, including June 29th. And for Not Soak City, the tickets are $26, up to four discounts for um, the friends for each day. So if you're going to be in the area and you're going to be doing a day six at Knott's Berry Farm, you could bring your friends, which is pretty cool. Very cool. Thank you, Major. Uh, speaking of Knott's Berry Farm, we know that Disneyland always has their fireworks spectacular for the 4th of July. Well, you can also celebrate the 4th of July at Knott's Berry Farm. They are open all day that day from 10 a.m. to 11 p.m. You can enjoy live entertainment throughout the day and a fantastic fireworks spectacular at night. Um, in addition to the regular entertainment they offer, you know, the ice show, the the 
Boomtown, all the, the Snoopy show. They also or will offer the Mountain Fife and Drum Corps that will march through select areas of the park at 2.30 and 5.15 p.m. And they'll also offer the Salute to America Fireworks Show lighting up the sky at 10 p.m. So if you don't want to brave the crowds at Disneyland on the second busiest day of the year, you can check out Knott's Berry Farm for as an alternative. Does that Sounds salute like, have uh, many other nations, including America? Yeah, exactly, including. I thought the same thing. We're all on the same page tonight. <laughs> we are on fire. All will right, the hillbillies be performing on Fourth of July? Do we know? Yes, they will. Oh, yes, excellent. I saw. I saw uh, they posted on their on their Facebook page that they will be performing on Fourth of July. Uh, Nancy. Okay, so one of the ways we've talked about to do it all and do some of these day sixes and stuff like that, especially if you have more than six days, is get a Southern California City Pass for your um, theme park admission. Now, normally the Southern California City Pass is 328 per adult and 284 per child, three through nine. And let me tell you what that includes, because this is a true bargain. And in fact, it's so much of a true bargain that my brand new limo driver co- or company, um, thank you, Ross. Um, there, oh, I, I tell you, I swear, I'm going to put a name in it. We're not getting anything from them. We're not giving them anything, but they're called um, Fifth Ride, as in the number five, Fifth Ride. Um, and he was telling me, a couple of his customers use this and love it, and they save so much money from it. Um, you get a three-day park hopper at Disneyland and California Venture. You get one-day admission to Universal Studios Hollywood, one-day admission to SeaWorld, and um, the tickets are good for 13 days after the first use. Um, you need, only need to stay at a Disneyland resort or good neighborhood hotel a minimum of two days with the with the city pass package um and you can just do all this great stuff in town um it this includes four different entertainment venues so keep that in mind keep that in mind that's a big deal well unfortunately the price went up oh i hear you sighing Oh, come on, give it to me. Oh, just barely. Oh. Okay, so it went up $5 per adult and $3 per child. Still, holy crap, that's a good deal for all that. Yeah. It really is. It saves a lot of money. And what was funny was my limo driver said that um, he got tipped one of these passes unused. Nice. Wow, that is really nice. <laughs> He's like, holy crud. <laughs> So anyway, um, yeah, so it's another thing to look into on tickets if you're not sure how many days you want to spend or maybe you really want to see other stuff or you're here for more than so many days. Yeah, look into it. Southern California City Pass. Yes, it went up, but very, very minimally. There's also the option to add the zoos. Yeah, the zoos. The Wild Animal Park. Uh, Legoland, I think you can add that on with it. Um, anyway, it, their website gives all the information. We do have a we do have a section on City Pass 
on our webpage, www.info.com. Just go to, our, go to our tickets page. Yep, um, our tickets discounts page. Yeah, either, either either page, the tickets or the discounts, the tickets page will have pricing on it. So, Yes. Very cool. So there you rock and roll it. Thank also, just, just to um, add on to Nancy, the Southern California City Pass is offered through Dreams Unlimited Travel if you book a p- package through them. So just want to make sure. Cool. Thank you, ladies. Uh, Tony. Well, my limo driver told me something. Mm-hmm. And, um, Was he comparisoning? <laughs> no, no. But he did give me a really great tip on how to get um, blood out of, uh, out of a shirt. Oh, why didn't you just ask me, man? Queen of the hospital solutions? <laughs> I know. That, well, I want to so my hashtag, at, thank you, you jumped, all of our listeners ahead. who have, who have hashtagged that. Driver. You just ruined the, the whole, you were the limo driver. It was going to come around beautifully and end it. And I was trying to um, do a whole story, Disney-esque. And, and then the end, the rest of the story, that limo driver was Nancy Johnson. That was a Queen of solutions. Oh, Solutions Queen, hashtag. Someone is Hashtag very... Solutions Queen. So you have a rapid fire time? <laughs> yeah, I do. Okay, cool. The OC Fair is coming, and it starts July 11th through August 10th. It's open Wednesday through Sunday, and um, it's in Costa Mesa, California. So again, day six. Seems like everything we're talking about is day six. They do have some different uh, ticket promotions that you can get um, on July 11th. The opening day, it's free admission and parking from noon to one. Daily active military and veterans can get in. Read and ride. If kids read books, they just have to download a form, write a few things, and have a parent or teacher sign. They they can download it from the website, ocfair.com. They can get three carnival rides, ages 5 to 11. How cool is On, that? Yeah. On We Care Wednesday, there's a free <laughs> admission... And one carnival ride per person every Wednesday with donation. And each week there's a different donation. So that's another way you can get in. Thursdays are children 12 and under are free. And Fridays are senior days. Uh, 60 plus are $2 off. And some other cool stuff. Just so you know, there is a ride with OC Fair Express. There's buses. It says that there's a transit location in Anaheim. But that's Anaheim Hills, which is about... 25, maybe like 15 miles east of Disneyland. So when you click on um, the link to go there, know that it's not around Disneyland. So the closest one would actually be in Fullerton. So if you're interested in going to the fair, it's a great thing to do, including entertainment, which will have a set. In one stage, they'll have a a lot of um, cover bands for free with your admission. But in the um, Pacific Amphitheater, which is... uh, Connected where I saw Van Halen and Aerosmith back in the day. Anyways, um, they – let's see. We've got – I'm not going to give you every single performer, but The Offspring on the 11th, the Jeff Dunham, Disorderly Conduct, apparently according to his album, Wednesday, July 16th, Bad Religion, Ziggy Marley and the Expanders, uh, Herman's Hermits. Well, Happy Together Tour, Herman's Hermits, Ooh. starring Peter Noonan. No, I didn't say it right, I know. Happy uh, Pat together. Benatar and Neil Gerardo. G- near, Neil Gerardo, that's his, her husband, the guitar player. Ber- with Berlin, and just so you guys realize how old we all are, the Pat Benatar logo has a 35 around it. 
So, um, yeah. Leanne Rhymes, The Go Go's, the original. Yeah. Jeff yes. Foxworthy, uh, Lifehouse, Little Big Town, Nickelodeon's The Fresh Beat Band. Okay. Oh my Cap gosh, Four. really? Wow, someone's really excited. Yes. Uh, my kids used three, to listen to The Fresh Beat Band. 311, Deep Purple Blue Oyster Cult in August. Cool. Uh, Leonard, Leonard Skinner, I'm sure there's one of them originally mm-hmm. still there. And then that's about Neither it. Neither Leonard so, nor Skinner. Yeah. Somebody who happened to, I saw Leonard once at a cafe and now I'm performing as Leonard Skinner. Um, but that's, I've said a lot oh, of I'm sorry, are they turning into uh, the Flower and Garden Festival and Summer Concert Series at Disney World? <laughs> this this is their, uh, oh, it's the 2014 Toyota Summer Concert Series at Pacific Amphitheater. But anyways, those tickets are in addition to your uh, fair, your fair, entra- your fair uh, admission. Thank you, Tony. Time for that will do it for rapid fire time for our thread of the week, Mary Jo. This week's thread comes from a brand new Dizzer, and it comes from Family Travel, who says, Five days in Disneyland, consecutive or break it up." Hi, everyone. Myself, Hi. my husband, and three children who are ages five, nine, and eleven will be traveling from Australia to Disneyland in September next year. I know I'm planning ahead, but it's quite a big trip for us. We're staying in Anaheim off-site for nine nights and we'll be getting five-day park hopper passes. My question is, do you think that we should plan to spend five days straight in Disneyland and California Adventure, totally immerse ourselves in all things Disney, and then spend a couple of days doing other activities like shopping, Universal Studios, Knoxbury Farm, swimming at the hotel, etc.? Or should we mix it up or should we mix up with these days in between the Disney days? Either way, we will take rest breaks during the days from our Disney time. Also, if we did five days straight in Disneyland and California Adventure, would you think it's better to do this at the beginning of our trip or at the end? After this, we're heading to Hawaii and we'll spend about a week there to relax on the way home. Thanks in advance for any help. So before I read any of the responses, I'd like to go around California and see what you guys all say. And this time, well, actually, and across the nation. So we'll start with Nancy. Okay, so if they don't want to break it up, I would say do Disney last. I mean, if they want to, you know, if they want to keep all the days together, if that seems to be the goal for them, to be to finish on a bang, if you will, um, I would say do Disney last. Okay. That being said, uh huh, I would actually probably choose to break it up. And the reason I would do this is because you may find that during the time you're here, you know, look to see what's available when, because you're going to, especially with some of the other activities you've got planned, because if you do that, you may find that you can space things in a better schedule for yourself, for one thing. So you could, you could consider, since Disney is the closest thing to you, And it would be, you know, how much is Disney your happy place? Like that you would view that to be kind of a retreat from some of the other things that maybe, you know, not uh, more serious type activities or more um, out of your Disney scope type activities. That way you could do Disney for like a day, um, a day or two to start out. Then you could go do a few other things. If you feel disappointed in one of those activities, pull back into Disney for a day. Then 
go out and then maybe save two days to do in a row for a bang at the end. Okay, thank you. What about you, Tony? I say break it up because I think Disney's the best. And I think uh, it might make you appreciate it more if you separate it. And I just always think it's always good to separate things. That sounds – I don't mean to be Dr. Phil and be all deep. But um, separate things that you like really like because um, if it's your favorite, like kind of like Nancy said, I thought Nancy had some good points, that if you do it all at once, then you're always going to be trying to like get back. Like, oh, it's not as good as. But if you break it up, I just think breaking it up so you get get to relax a little bit. But um, I think you appreciate it more. And I like the idea of breaking it up. Okay. Plus, I like sleeping in. So one day you want to sleep in. I agree with that. Michael, what about you? Well, the first thing I thought of was was I would need to do some comparisoning of the calendars (laughs) of the different places I want to go. And that would help me plan, you know. Which means I probably would end which up breaking it Which month did you say this was, Mary Jo? Um, this is going to be September of next okay. year, which is during the, the birthday celebration. Okay. So, because uh, there might be special events or activities at some of the places I want to go, and that might determine, you know, what I do. Uh, I do like the idea of having, like, a, a break in the middle where, like, you do have a day, like Tony said, you sleep in. Or and, and you know maybe spend it at the pool, whatever. We did that the last time we spent a week at Disneyland, and it was nice having that day where we weren't waking up, you know, in order to meet princesses and get on attractions before the lines got long and all that, and just have a down day. I mean, it really rejuvenated us to not have to deal with the theme park, you know. So so I'm agreeing with everybody says sort of break it up, check the calendars of where you want to go, and yes, yeah, sa- save some of the best for last, like. Disneyland. Nice. Thank you. And Tom, what about you? Okay. Uh, if going back to if they want to leave it all together, I think back to a podcast I heard hosted by a Tony Spatel guy where he was interviewing this guy from Australia and he <laughs> said that he left Disneyland, that he was glad he left Disneyland to the end of the trip because then he was fully in the correct time zone. Oh, good point. oh, that's a really good point. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was, I remember that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Something that we'd never think about. Right, exactly. Um, now, if they were to split it up, I, I, I actually, I'd probably recommend splitting it up. But I wouldn't do like every other day. I would maybe do a block of three and then a block of two or something like that. Maybe do a couple days, a couple weekdays where it's a little lighter, but then you also want to have a couple days on the weekend just in case the fireworks and Phantasmic aren't offered during the week for the time period that they're there. That's nice. And now that you said that, I agree with you. The first day I would probably spend just at the hotel and kind of um, taking in downtown Disney Uh and, and getting used to the time difference. And I agree with everybody else in that. I think that they should break up the, the, their days at Disneyland and focus, even though it might be crowd, more crowded on the weekends, that's when we're going to have more of the night shows. Mm-hmm. So Maybe do like a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and then Friday, Saturday or something like that. Right, and then do the other things in the other times. Because yeah. they're going to get a lot of uh, rest time in, in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. But uh, one thing, we had family out, a bunch of cousins, and my parents had us go, 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 go. 
And I remember by the fourth day, my dad was yelling at us, we're supposed to be having fun. And everybody was dragging. We were all tired and exhausted. And um, so you really have to put in some time and allow your body to rest so you can enjoy the rest of your vacation. So looking at the thread, there's different uh, comments. Um, Escape to Disney says that they typically do all of their non-Disney days first, and then they wrap up with time in the parks. And Bouds says that, or Bods, or Bodes, B O U D S, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, um, says, if it were me, I'd plan a down day in the middle of your five park days, possibly after day three. You can hang out at your hotel, visit the garden walk in downtown Disney, visit the hotels, um, or do a character meal and just rest your feet. Also, that you can come visit, you can come visit Tony at his work. Mm-hmm. To have lunch break. Yep. There, there you go. Bring, bring Are you saying sandwich? You want them to bring? I can you do a, a tour. There's a bathroom. There's a conference room. <laughs> it's there's a park across the street. It's exciting. The they city went, of Anaheim hasn't decided to do that tour. They tried Tony. Nobody. It's called nobody. Nobody's doing it. Are, Tony Spatel's story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like five minutes. So that's real downtime, Tony. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Yeah, so really sleep in. You'd get a much better experience. Is there a fast pass for that? Yes, actually, we have. You, uh, we have. Um, I will put on a plaid vest and give you the VIP version of the tour for like five hundred and seventy-five dollars. Hyper minimalism puts definitely break it up. We normally do three straight days at the park, and we always tell ourselves that we should have broken it up. This is after we're back at the hotel in bed, white in bed, whining about how bad our feet, back, and legs hurt. <laughs> then again, my friend and I usually go thirteen to fourteen hour days without any other family or friends, so it's a little bit easier to accommodate. But with children and other party members, I'd imagine it would be a lot more difficult to spend long, such long hours at both parks. So I would highly recommend throwing in some other activities to give both bodies and minds a break, as it can be trying at times. So. Um, there's a lot of some other recommendations, and there's some other people also asking for suggestions. So thank you, everybody. If our listeners would like to contribute to the thread, or which we would really appreciate, or listen here, or excuse me, or read some of the other responses, you can go to our show notes and look for Five Days in Disneyland consecutive or break it up. Awesome, and that show notes are again at www.disunplugged.com. Thank you, Mary Jo. Thank you, everyone. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Disneyland shows this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.